Hello, hello, guys. How you doing? Oh, for a second there, I thought I couldn't get my microphone running again because there was a huge system update of my MacBook, 12 gigabyte of material to download and install. And it took quite forever. Not the download, but the installation took longer than I, than I anticipated. And afterwards, somehow my microphone was gone. But lo and behold, after a restart, everything seems to be fine. I still love this machine a lot. I have underestimated the MacBooks quite severely. I'm not sure how you guys have been doing. I am still looking forward to do a lot of paperwork. I have to do my taxes. While in the background, the world is coming to an end, as we all see. Uh, well, what can I say? Looks like Putin is really after, after his, uh, his own former people, although they're not really his people. Uh, it's a very devastating time at the moment, isn't it? I, I assume in the next couple of days, Ukraine will probably be completely under control by, by Russia, which is a quite devastating move and development as of now. And we're also just, I think most people, not just me, but we're all pretty much concerned because nobody really knows what's going to happen afterwards. Um, the, the, I don't want to talk too long about this stuff because it really upsets me and it's very depressing. First of all, the fact that we actually, actually live in a relatively modern time and yet we still have to be witness or some of us suffer through uh, tragic and graphic war, war times, military action like it's, uh, like it's traditionally uh, just the way to do in case of an invasion, not just knocking on someone's door and say, hey, how you doing? Let's, uh, <laughs> I, want your, I want your house and I want your property. No, they just they marched in with full force. And what I read today and, and heard on, on YouTube and you know various news sources that Russia also attacked uh, civilian buildings. So that's one of the few remarks that Donald Trump did that doesn't really uh, fit well with what is actually happening. Putin will not be the peacekeeper here. Forget it. He's going he's gonna to crush these people probably. And uh, who knows what's going to happen afterwards. Some people say that... Uh, Russia will probably not attack or get involved into a NATO war. Uh, I would agree. I, I don't think Russia is capable of actually doing that. Not just financially, but you know their military strength is uh, respectful. I mean, I, they do have a lot of uh, capacity in, in, in terms of firepower and, and technology, at least that is sophisticated enough to be used in a traditional warfare. About the nukes, I don't know. I really don't know. They, he does have uh, the capability of, of nuclear firepower and missiles. I read somewhere that the Ukraine years ago had to give away their, their nuclear power, their nuclear uh, devices and, and, and rockets and all that, over to Russia, surrendered them, so to speak. And now they're like nuclear-based, defenseless, and Russia is just invading day by day or hour by hour. I think the, uh, the capital has been overrun, as far as I know. And other countries are concerned, especially those who do not belong into the NATO, like Sweden, for example. So they have, you know, they have made vocally their concerns public, and they would be afraid, of course, to be victim next, because nobody knows what's going to happen. But some people, especially historians who are a bit more aware of what Putin was talking about in one of his speeches was that he is probably looking back at the old order before the so Soviet Union even, where Russia was not only bigger but had more control over certain parts of the world. And um, Poland, for example, back then didn't exist. It would belong to Russian territory as far as I know. Same goes for the Czech Republic, I think. Uh, Ukraine anyway. You know, it, it was a pretty large state. But, you know, the question still remains if, if Putin actually really wants to go in that direction. 
and risk everything he has? I mean, it's still unclear if, if China is going to support him in doing that. I don't know. I think there's a, a possibility there, but this is a huge gamble on everyone's part because, you know, the devastation that would, would be caused by this, believe me, I wouldn't be sitting here talking into a microphone anymore. I think Germany would be destroyed by then. Some say, no, it's not going to happen to us. Well, I wouldn't be so sure. If somebody's really determined to finally get back to old size and glory according to, you know, some historic event or, or historic uh, 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 happenings that took place a hundred years ago or even before that, I mean, how far gone do you have to be to just ignore everything else in the modern world, how it's been developed in just, you know, use brute force to get there where you once were. And I think whatever the plan is for the future, we will see this year how this is going to develop and how it's going to turn out. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not convinced that we're going to have some kind of peace anytime soon, not after what happened. So this is a devastating move. For sure. I mean, we have all sorts of problems, but this nobody really needs. It's bullshit. Absolutely bullshit. And uh, what else am I talking about? That was just all I needed to say and, and tell you about war. Because war always sucks, obviously. Uh, well, the, the old topic still uh, remains a dead horse. And uh, <laughs> a coffin that is not only six feet under, it's probably 60 feet under. Blackberry is gone. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is like high-level whining about a fucking cell phone. Of course. It's not exactly a moving topic. I, I, I know that. Some, it's just about us nerds, you know, the, the cell phone enthusiasts. And I do consider myself to be one. Although I'm always on the lookout of something more practical instead of just, you know, a media consumption device which I absolutely despise. I hate that. There is no use for that in my life. If I want to consume media, I'll sit in front of my fucking MacBook or PC, or I have a Samsung tablet that I sometimes take with me on, you know, some... I used to take it with me, I guess, to, on small trips, you know, visiting friends and staying overnight, so at least I have something to type on or, or draw or, you know, watch a movie occasionally. But now that I have the MacBook, the... The Samsung is pretty much my main media device that I connect to my projector and then, you know, enjoy a movie or two on my movie screen. <clears throat> movie screen. Sorry about that. My voice is a bit breaky and shaky today. Maybe it's because of the coffee. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Coffee. So I think it's my third cup today. I shouldn't be drinking that much, but I'm still on vacation. Only this week, though. This is my last vacation day officially. I'll get back to my day job on Monday morning at 6 a.m. I have to get up at 4 to actually know where I am in the universe. You know, My routine, usually, I know this is boring and you probably don't, don't even care, but my routine in the morning, if I have early shift, is actually really setting the fucking alarm clock, which is only my Alexa, um, playing its, you know, goddamn tune, which really upsets me and, and keeps me awake, or gets me awake instantly almost. Then I wake up and, you know, push myself into the bathroom and do my usual stuff there, as you can imagine. Then when I get back, I usually drink a cup of coffee, sometimes two. Um, I have to eat something in the morning. A tiny form of breakfast, a little bit of bread or something like that, sometimes an apple, should be uh, in order. I don't cook much during that, that hour. So uh, it, it takes me a while to get awake, to be really aware of my environment, know where I am, what, what my name is, you know, <laughs> where I come from, my age and all that crap. And then when I get back to my senses, you know, I, uh, yeah, I just take my stuff and leave. It takes me about... 20 minutes to get to work, which isn't really much. Thankfully, even though I'm living on the absolute outside of, uh, <laughs> I almost said a devastated part of Bavaria, but it's not devastated. It's actually quite beautiful, and I still, um, I still like it here quite a lot. And um, 
yeah, and there's so much more, I think, that I could do up here in, in terms of uh, creativity, I, I suppose. I'm not working as hard as I wanted to when I'm on vacation, which is a bad habit. You know, I, I, I should take the time that I have and sit in front of my projects day in, day out, but I am worn out, really. I'm just really tired. And I know for a fact, because of some information that colleagues gave me from work, that when I enter the building on Monday morning, there will be hell to pay. It's going to be a tough week. And the next week, maybe even the whole rest of, of the month, including, um, well, this month is already over, so I'd say March will be a, a kick in the balls just the same. Then I'll be probably working all through April and sometime in May when my birthday shall be around. I think I'll have a vacation then. I think my boss is also returning on April. The the real one that we have. <laughs> Our department, anyway. Very nice guy. I do like him. I miss him a lot. When he comes back, I uh, I assume there will be some changes coming up uh, towards us. Uh, be that as it may, the topic today that I wanted to address was not the cell phones, no, not the war, not uh, some kind of idiotic issue about uh, political changes and struggles and power and all that kind of crap. I was thinking about um, a story that I read from a woman online. And yeah, yeah this, this episode, I actually wanted to <clears throat> make something about Peter Gabriel again, you know, to get back to the live albums and all that. And the So album, which I promised I wanted to do, but it takes a little long to actually get through that stuff. And for now, since I... I'd like to, you know, get back to my novel and keep writing and stuff like that, um, since I still have the energy for today. I'll probably come back tonight and start a recording about Peter Gabriel once again. But for today, it's going to be just the, uh, well, the, the ongoing issue about being single around 40 or over 40. And this time I was looking for a woman... Uh, not specifically looking for a woman, but I found an article because I was looking for this topic about being single in Germany alone, not other countries, not, not Italy, not, not Great Britain or America or Canada. I was looking for Germany to get uh, some kind of legitimate example of what is going on today. And I was lucky to find an article that I fucking lost. I think it's somewhere in my chronic. It was about someone, a woman who was quite, let's say, successful in her life. She had a good job. She didn't, she wasn't writing what she was doing. That's not important. I do believe her because the, the entire article, not article, the, yeah, the article, right. The whole text was written very authentic, in my opinion. It was very honest and open to the actual struggle that she went through. And I thought, yeah, damn, that's, uh, not everyone admits that. Now, just for the record, before I start, you know, ranting on about the subject, I don't believe that everyone is acting exactly the same, but she, this woman is addressing an issue that I haven't heard before anyone else saying it, or at least writing it, exactly like that. And that struck a nerve because it was dead honest and it was really well written. I don't think it was fake. I think, uh, you know, you can take it with a grain of salt. Fine. Of course you can. I usually take it just the same, but this was very realistic. And I'd like to talk about it because it's a, a quite a moving, moving aspect in uh, today's society and the way people think and behave these days. But not only that, this is specifically aimed at, um, I would say, strictly female thinking and being self-critical to, to a certain degree as well as reflecting upon the society around you, how they treat you and other people socially, how they try to, to, you know, diss you or treat you badly because you're still single and you pose a threat to some people. This is where the article gets really interesting. Now, first of all, just to get this uh, straight, she's, uh, I think if I remember correctly, at her late 40s, like 47, 48, um, divorced. She was married once, and her husband, years ago, uh, decided to leave her, 
because he fell in love with another woman. Now, in all that text, even though this, this does sound a bit uh, tragic, and of course, uh, anyone can point a finger at him and say, man, you're evil, you know, you're leaving your wife, you got kids, she has kids, all grown up now. But back in the day when, when she was married, you know, the same scenario like many people face sometimes, you know, love is gone, they don't find each other interesting or attractive anymore. They don't feel anything or don't want to or just can't, I don't know. And he fell in love with another woman and she wrote it in such a way that she admitted he was not capable of living alone or living without that woman. He needed to follow her and he needed to be with her and she understood that and they agreed to get divorced. So the kids, you know, were old enough back then to manage, to understand what was going on, even though it was tragic, but they at least could get behind it. And from today's point of view, and all these years that passed afterwards, she was dating, she was traveling alone, she was living her own life, doing her job, kids out of the house, you know, living their own world and lives and all that kind of stuff. They're, they're old enough. They have their own uh, issues at heart. They have relationships. They got jobs or studies and opportunities, responsibilities, all that kind of crap. Everything that we all face in general, I would say. But her life is not bad by far. It's not really bad. And she admitted that. She has a great job. She's financially secure. She doesn't need anyone else to pay her shit. She can do all that by herself. She can provide for herself, for the kids, for, the, for her car, anything that she desires. She can go well through life and in also enjoying a vacation, you know, once or twice maybe, just occasionally whenever it comes up and when you got time for that. And underneath it all, even though her life is working just fine, she's fucking alone and fucking depressed. And that's an interesting aspect, to, to be honest, because, um, well, what she actually wrote, and you can't believe me or not, I don't really mind, it's just that she was very open and outspoken about the way she thought about the other sex. First of all, that she misses sex itself, because we all know sex is fun. We, we need sex. People saying that they don't need it, they're lying. It's, it's always the same. We all need it. We can decide if we want to have it or not. We can give in, we can look for it, or we decide you know, to just stay away and, and live uh, like a monk for a couple of years in, 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 in a basement somewhere in Bavaria. <laughs> okay? And this woman was admitting that she actually did miss the sex act itself. But just, you know, walking around and sleeping with whomever you meet is not really any woman's taste, or at least I, I don't personally know anybody who would actually do that. They, every woman I've ever met has some kind of taste or preference or at least a, a specific form of lifestyle to live by and rules that they, they also um, apply every time when they look for someone. Others have probably less criteria and are quicker to decide which one to sleep with and which one to avoid, while others, like this example here, because of her maturity, I suppose, and experience in life, uh, she admitted that uh, there is no point in just, you know, looking for cheap sex or a thrill for half an hour. She was looking for something more, like most of us, I guess, or most of them, <laughs> to, be, to be fair, are looking for. So... Um, she also ad admitted, which I thought was quite moving, the way she wrote it, uh, sex is not only just uh, healthy for you and, and a lot of fun and to just enjoy life in, in general through sex or as an addition to life to make it a bit more fulfilling, uh, is also the fact that she missed the feel of a man next to her, just lying on top of him or cuddling with him, the warmth, the connection, not to be alone. Not to be alone, not lying together with another, wo another woman in bed. She was straight as an arrow and didn't really give a shit about that. She just wanted a man, but where to find one? So she also wrote when she's on vacation, in the beginning when she started enjoying her single life and she was a bit younger, she was looking forward to vacation, to just explore the world all on her own. And that turned out to be quite devastatingly boring and depressing in such a way that 
she described it pretty well, actually, that all these couples that she met in some hotel, for example, or something similar, you know, um, as soon as these couples, all these people realized this woman is on her own and she's traveling alone, that was a sign of danger. And all these people, men not so much, but the women, their wives or girlfriends, they all dissed her. They were cutting her, they dissed her, just really ignoring her, not even paying them too much attention, showing physically where to draw the line, and this is my property, this is my husband, you do not touch him. She posed a threat to everyone there. And even if anyone would be at least so, uh, so kind as to you know, start the conversation, they would still not trust her. Why would they? You know, I mean, she's single. Probably not too bad looking. I don't know. There was no picture, so I can't really, you know, make an objective assessment of what she actually looks like. But I assume that she's still um, somewhere in her, in, in, in an area of attractiveness where most men her age would say, "Man, I, I dig that." You know, I would, I would hit on that. But in this case, it was very, uh, at least in her experience, very devastating. She couldn't make proper contact to anyone. She noticed right away that she wasn't really, uh, uh, well, well, not respected, but she wasn't welcome anywhere. You know, they didn't want her around. And she experienced that more often. And now that she's moving towards 50, she doesn't really care much about vacation anymore. And this, this, this mail, this, this, this post here, this blog, so to speak, was really a cry of help. And... She also stated the fact that when she was out dating in the world, meeting other men, that her criteria and expectations of men were automatically a little bit higher than they usually would be. Now, that doesn't mean that she's looking for a prince or, you know, uh, some kind of millionaire or, I don't know, some, some movie star type of, of guy or model. No. But she was looking for something that she could at least emotionally or intellectually connect to. And that man could not be found because most men who are actually interested in, in, in hitting that are a bit younger, yes, but they're not there to stay. And in her experience, most men that she actually met, even her own age, they were just not, not interesting or exciting enough. There wasn't really anything for her to get excited about. Now, there's more detail to that missing. I can't really say what that was about, what kind of guys she was dating, um, where they came from. I don't care too much about the looks, but, you know, from just from a personality perspective, from that standpoint alone, it's hard to say if there was anyone at all that is not just worthy of her, if I can be so frank, or at least hypothetically, you know, worthy of her. Or if they were just some random, typical guy, decent enough to talk to. But if that, that spark is missing for any person to fall in love or even feel anything like sympathy at all, if that's lacking, then, you know, the, the question I really have to ask at this point when people talk about stuff like that and that they've been on dates several times, well, maybe it's not them, maybe it's you. Because, you know, it's not always that easy that you can just... Um, make a quick decision and say, well, I tried everything and I went out into the world and I talked to people and they're all bad. That can't be. That's just lying to yourself in most cases. And aside from that, just, you know, to, to get back to the old topic, not to drift too much into various tastes of, of men and women when they start dating once again. Of course, it becomes a bit more complicated when you, when you age, when you get older and meet someone. It's, I think it's always because of the status that you, uh, that you convey or that you actually you know, radiate upon you, especially when you talk about it, where you've been in life, what you've done and all that. And most people look for that. They look for security. Most women don't want to have a man that they need to feed. Or, you know, be their mother or babysitter. They want, of course, a more sophisticated man who can actually actually take care of himself. But the question always is, in most cases, at least when I read this kind of stuff, even if there is a man who's really 
uh, taking care of himself. He got everything down. He's doing his job or he has maybe a company or just something else that fulfills him in terms of, of occupation and job and whatnot or hobbies. And uh, if a woman actually does show a form of interest to her, the question is always, why should he show that an interest? Because if he's doing fine by himself and he can have everything he wants, you know, there is an issue here. There's really, I think the older we get in the society that we have now, the distance grows more and more. It really does. You have to, it's very difficult for people that age, in my opinion, at least, you can tell me if I'm wrong. Um, I might be, but I think it's very difficult for people to just lay down their mask, their expectations, their uh, their belongings, their 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 status, the money, everything. You know, that is a very difficult mindset to lose. You don't have to throw it all away, but if you meet someone. There's always that, that special thought in the background of your head. There's always that criticism. What kind of a guy is he? Even if he looks good or even if he's charming and funny and I can talk to him about stuff like that, about anything really, what does he bring to the table? That is a question that a lot of people, a lot of women actually are, are asking and it's always about the same. You know, that's really disappointing. And it's not that disappointing in this article here because she's not dwelling too much into that direction. But you can bet your horse that if someone standing in front of her would maybe be at least physically a sort of uh, attractive level to her, maybe of some interest even, maybe even charming. But if she discovers that he is not successful in life and that he had many money issues and trouble, would she fucking touch him? Probably not. <laughs> why would she? It's a risk. And that's why, you know, a lot of people will never get together, even if they, they get to know each other and spend some time with each other, you know, like an interview, really, and just trying to figure out what kind of person that is. It's not just the personality that, that counts. It's not just having a nice smile or being at least chatty to some degree or... And sharing some interests. It's also about everything else too. And it, it has become a major role in the last 20 years at least. And uh, I like the way that some people think about this, you know, like addressing a certain cliche that some women, uh, not this one here in, in particular, but some women who have had their own, well, let's say successful uh, career, in, during their, their, their lives when they were like late 20s and started realizing what it is that they wanted and went for it, which is something that women can do a, a lot better than men, in my opinion. If they actually have a goal and they want to pursue that, like going full force into a career and uh, maybe having children, maybe no children, it doesn't matter, but you know, in, in the forefront, there is that career goal. And if a woman sets her mind straight to actually get there, they do it quite fast, you know, and not recklessly, but they do it determinedly. They, they're not easy to fool or manipulate or trying to get off that track. If they want something, they're going to get it, you know, and a lot of men are more slacking around that time, especially when they're not quite sure what it is that they're supposed to do with their lives. And I have to admit, I am one of these people. I, I, it needed years for me to figure out what it is that I really wanted that actually fulfills me. I don't give a fuck about other people when it comes to that because I'm living only for myself. So I got to figure out, you know, what it is that I need in order to be happy and look at myself in the mirror again without feeling ashamed or being uh, feeling ridiculed, you know. And I don't have to put that on anyone's plate and, and say, okay, I can do this, I can do that, I'm bringing that to the table. Fuck you, no. That's not important. Okay, it really is not important, but I can see why people make it important. And that's a problem. That really is a problem, especially when you read like you know, on dating sites, some women really want someone who's capable of at least making half a million per year or maybe more. Everyone else just doesn't cut it and it would never come into the closer uh, category to be chosen. And I think, what the fuck are you talking about? Who do you think you are? <laughs> why would anyone spend time with you for fuck's sake? That's a waste of time.
But yeah, that's uh, the modern day and age of uh, uh, completely brainwashed people living in a society that they have created for themselves but has no uh, lasting future of any kind. Well, that's that just as a side note. Uh, this lady here also kept uh, writing something that was uh, very significant and important, I think, in order to uh, understand her mindset, because she was honest enough to say something that really disturbs her in, in terms of, of aging. And that's not just the looks. I mean, she, she wrote, actually, that she was standing in front of the, front of the mirror, checking herself out, evaluating what it is that she actually brings to the table physically, okay? And we're not talking about money or status or, you know, character strength and whatnot, what just physical attributes that happen when you age, you know? And she said, yeah, I don't look the part. I don't look like 25 anymore. S tissue is, is hanging, you know, sagging and all that kind of crap. And I look like, even she was disgusted by what she saw in the mirror, which is, I think, a natural development of that kind of, of a thing, especially when you're, in theory, open and available to the, the male market and you're looking for someone. You don't have that much to offer when it comes to that, okay? Not that it's important and the most important thing, but we all know how people work, how they communicate visually there has to be something that you find at least beautiful or charming in, in, in some shape or form. Otherwise, you know, a lot of people are just going to look over you because many men don't want to date down. I understand that I wouldn't do that myself. I have done that and I felt really bad afterwards. I'm not going to do that again. Forget it. It's, it's look, by dating down, just to be on, on the safe side here when I say this, I'm not trying to trash people in general for not looking the part that should be the case, and or let's say not looking the part according to a according to a beauty contest, or um, you know the uh, beauty uh, fantasies that you see, really fantasies, literally fantasies on Instagram and Facebook, and everything social media concerned when it comes to everlasting youth, which doesn't exist, of course. And, you know, people using filter after filter after filter just to look the part to gain attention while they would never in real life reveal themselves uh, physically to who they really are and what they look like. You know, that is, of course, that is a rating system that doesn't work. We all know that. It's bullshit. Okay. I, but the, the problem is still that in, in compared to men, we don't do that that much some do yeah of course they a lot of men have online fake accounts and they they fake their muscles they fake their looks their charms they i've seen it all of course they you know they fake a six-pack for god's sakes i don't need a six-pack i don't fucking care about that but a lot of people do and they feel insignificant when they don't look the part so a lot of them either really go to the gym you know and and, and almost destroy themselves destroy their muscle tissue day by day just to look like this eventually according to their diet as well and all that uh, yeah I know how complicated it is to actually get a six pack I'm not doing it forget it and uh, others yeah they just fake it they they look like a slob they look like they've been just you know as if they slipped out of some egg or a womb of a dead cat and never took care of themselves. And they don't want to reveal themselves like that because they know exactly they will never find anyone. Maybe, maybe not never, but the chances are very low. And, you know, not to be rude to anyone, but rightfully so. Why should anyone stand in line waiting to meet that person? You know, even if that person would be maybe nice and polite. You can have a chat with them, but would you actually really consider this dude to be like your mate? <sighs> no, probably not. So the question remains, you know, why should anyone really want to date down? And like I said, it's not because everyone is, is, is thriving for this, this unbelievable beauty aspect that doesn't exist in the, in the slightest. Not from the music industry, not certainly not in Hollywood. Everything is fake there. At least most of it is. So I wouldn't want that. 
You know, I do like natural beauty. That's basically what I would be looking for, if I would be looking. But not something fake. I don't care if a woman wears too much makeup, she's unattractive to me, automatically. Unless the the makeup is at least, you know, applied in a very decent way, that it just underlines certain highlights of the face, maybe, or lips or, or eyes, and that might be okay. That looks quite good for the most part. But I've seen women who wear like tons and tons of makeup where you can see from afar that's just all that material has become plaster and looks like a mask. Who would want that? Okay, if you really dig this kind of stuff and you want to, you know, just just bang anything that looks like it, fine, go ahead. I don't care. I don't want to wake up in the morning seeing someone that I barely recognize. And without makeup, fuck no. You know, the, most of them look really terrible. They wear makeup for a reason. <laughs> Don't forget that. But, um, no, it's not... A, dating Dating down does not mean that you're... Or not, not supposed to date down, just to make a proper sentence here. Doesn't mean that you're looking for this kind of perfection in beauty. You're just looking for something that appeals to you. That you find attractive on an honest level. Not just looking, oh, she has to look like... I know, you know, uh, like Claudia Schiffer when she was, I don't know, 22. Or uh, Meg Ryan or something like that. You're looking for someone realistically that looks sort of attractive because maybe there's something that you're looking for in in a woman. For me, it's mostly uh, the look of the eyes and the smile. I'm not too much of of the ass and and tit person, you know. I, I do look at it like most of us do. But it's not a criteria that says, yeah, if, if the shape is not so-and-so, I'm not going to touch her. That's bullshit. You know, I'm not going to talk to her. That is crap. You know, that's just an attribute, one of many, that you can actually categorize and then make up your mind if, if you want to talk to that person or not. But it basically comes down to the face. I very much care about a sympathetic, uh, friendly-looking face. And if I can find something to relate to, to, you know think to myself if eye contact has been established and if that person might just maybe be interested in small talk, I could get something going. Or at least you can feel that something is actually in the air that could be interesting. Okay, But if I can't find that sympathy in a face, really, there is no point for me really in looking for anything specific other than saying hello and how, how do you do. But I don't care about that person too much. It's really... There is something that needs to be attractive to each and every one of us. That's just a fucking fact. And you cannot deny that by saying, no, I, I don't look for stuff like that. I'm, I'm, I'm more, I'm higher developed. Bullshit. No one is. And this woman also stated that, you know, that she is not ready to date just some schmuck just because he's there and can barely take care of himself just uh, for the sake of not being alone. That's, of course, nonsense. Nobody wants that. You would just make yourself miserable all over again. Or even worse, in worse ways than you can imagine. But she said something, or wrote something, really, really, really honest and really good. Something that I haven't heard anyone else say that. And that is because society treats her like a loser. Because not of the way that she feels about herself, but the way people view her when she appears somewhere. It can be, you know, like birthday parties. It can be on vacation, like we said. That's a topic. But basically, the social context that she has, friends, birthday parties, parties in general, going out, you know, movies and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of them, you know, it it, it eventually happens that there is a vibe there. If it's not spoken, if nobody addresses it, there's always a, a vibe that somebody just belittles you because, or belittles her in this fact, because she's obviously not uh, happy or doesn't appear to be. There's someone missing in her life and everyone sees it, everyone knows it. And she admits that that's a problem because if a woman her age, late 40s, does not have a man or a boyfriend or uh, doesn't need to be a husband, but someone in her life, that's what she said. It's, It's very hard, very disturbingly hard to age with dignity if you're alone and have no man or no boyfriend, no husband. Aging without dignity, uh, aging, aging with dignity without a, without a man 
without a partner is very difficult. And I have to agree. For a woman, that's terrible because aging, aging is a natural process. It pisses me off just like everyone else. But most men, aside from me, most men don't care that much about aging because the more we age, the more, I don't know, the more we develop in a completely different direction. We get more mature. We don't care that much about, you know, small unimportant things in life, we become maybe more open-minded to certain ideas or ideologies of life in general. And I think there's a certain attractiveness to that, to, to women, not all of them, but to some, I think, you know. So we don't worry too much about that. There is always, you know, an age where you just can never get back from, <laughs> especially when you've reached 60. I guess that's just uh, the beginning of the end, I would say. So I'm still a bit away from that. But nobody can turn back the clock. And we just, there's just this, 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 uh, this cliche, which is unfortunately true. Men, when they age, they become, for most women, more attractive through aging. Maybe because of the gray hair or lines on our face, some wrinkles here and there. Just, we look more mature than and more experienced in life, even though we don't have to be, but we look the part. And that's uh, a very uh, attractive asset or value that some women just, I guess, fall for. But for women, on the other hand, it's a lot more depressing. Just aging, admitting that you don't look the part, admitting that you're not competition to any younger woman, admitting that you are losing your looks and there's not much that you can physically do to, to, to get someone feel attracted to you or to become more attractive to somebody that you uh, might bump into. Of course, that's not always the case. You can, there are some, there are men out there looking for a specific type of woman. There are men out there looking exactly for her. But where are they? You know, it's, it's not like uh, it's, it's an open market. And from all those men walking around the market, you can, you can never say that 40% are at least still in the league of being interesting to her. That, that's not the case. It's probably much less, maybe 10 or 5%. So um, that's just the part of life, you know, that's, 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 in all honesty, this is the wall that everyone hits eventually. Now, I'm not saying that she is going to stay alone forever. It could be that she bumps into somebody, uh, someone she doesn't expect, but, you know, maybe he doesn't look the part, maybe he's uh, not really her type. But if there is a connection there and, you know, they're on the same wavelength, share the, some kind of chemistry, you never know where that might lead to. But um, I was very surprised about the article, just for being very honest, about what she feels, the self-criticism. She admits she's not looking uh, the way she does anymore. And it's, I'm glad that that person at least is not going as far like some uh, American celebrity once said, I forgot her name, that men are suffering, not, no, women are suffering from ageism because a certain group of men don't find ladies after 40 or 50 attractive anymore. That is the lamest fucking excuse I've ever heard, just to say like, oh, I'm old, I need attention now, and what you're doing is ageism? Ah, give me a break. I mean, how many more bubbles do we have to create to lie to each other just to make life a bit more, more better? For whom, actually? You know, that's just really blows my mind that we have to think about bullshit like that while the world is exploding in the background. Just as a side note, I'm not even sure what's going to happen to us socially in five years from now. The interesting thing that... Uh, I, I got to sip a cup of coffee here. Wait, it, It's cold now, but I need something in my mouth. Ah, okay, thanks. Thank you for waiting. Um, Jordan Peterson said something pretty interesting that he says, in case you don't know who that guy is, he's, he's a Canadian. Uh, he used to work as a psychologist for many years and had um, interesting patients and clients to talk to about their issues, especially when it comes to men and when they can't really find their way in life when they're in their 30s and feel like a complete loser. You know, he was the guy to talk to. And he's also um, against gender-neutral language because 
I think he made a name for himself that it's not very helpful for society to, to be forced to speak in certain terms and, and languages so that you don't offend anyone. That's just nonsense. And I totally agree. That makes really no sense. If, if we can't be honest to each other and just using the language that we need to, that we have learned in school to, to address an issue or to address people, if that is being censored, then we're walking in a completely uh, demilitarized zone. We're walking in death traps. And I think it's, it's obvious to anyone with common sense. I don't think that's really necessary to explain it. But some people have become the social justice warriors per se. And they need to defend this until, you know, the world comes to an end, I suppose. It's, it's not doing anyone any favors. But that's a different topic. It's, it's basically, um, I wanted to come back to what he said. What he said was that um, the world population will decline rapidly in the future. And partially because, not just because of diseases and war and whatever else is going to be developed outside that's going to threaten humanity in some way. It's also show, uh, socially because we're distancing ourselves more and more, not just because of COVID, but COVID um, made it, I think, a lot easier. Some people are desperate and they start humping everything they get, right? If it's not themselves, then it's maybe their neighbors and, and whatnot or old friends, you know. <laughs> but um, in general, it just, it, it opened the door to other possibilities of existence by being isolated, in solitude, completely alone, and focusing on stuff that makes you happy instead of, you know, going back into relationship uh, issues, especially when the term job and, and career is on in the forefront and everything else needs to wait, which is fine. It is absolutely legitimate, something that, that I'm doing myself with the, you know, the studies and the projects I'm doing. It's just everyone has to make a choice, of course, what it is that we want, but the expectations, once they're there and people are looking for someone, those expectations are just going through the fucking roof. And nobody seems to be happy about that. I cannot really recall or count on my fingers, at least, how many times I've read that women are looking for something very, very specific. They don't want to work. They don't want to worry about money. They want their cars, they want this and that. It's always about possessions, it's always about status. And it pisses me off. It really does. It, it pisses everyone off, but it, 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 it moves in such a way, in such a di uh, direction that men start to care less and less and just do their own thing. Because in general, we don't need anyone. Now, I'm not saying that that's, you know, automatically the golden rule that everyone should be living by this, that's of course nonsense. I'm, I'm living by it because it's true for me, personally. But um, the majority of the people on the planet cannot live alone. It's not possible. We've, we've been, we are creatures, uh, animals at best really, that need to be in a tribe. We can't live alone. If in, if physically we can, emotionally we can't. We need companionship, we need friendship, we need certain social structures to not feel alone, to feel value, to, uh, to be inspired even, or just to have the feeling that we can actually get, make a family or something. You know, this, this kind of bond is very important to the human race. And in, in most countries, it's very disturbing to, to live a life where you're just alone and, and, and need to be alone. And to, to, to transfer or transform this podcast or my, my ongoing ranting about this kind of stuff and to form it into a different direction or a different topic that somehow falls in line with everything else. There is this, I think I've talked about this before, I'm not quite sure, I don't remember, but um, there is this phenomenon called uh, the, the Sigma male, specifically targeting males here in this uh, this description at least there is a label for people for men who like to be alone who want to be alone because they chose to be alone okay not because because of some event and, and you know something happened to them like it happened to me but I still consider myself to be Sigma because 
that description fits me the best, in, in all honesty. And the funny thing is, a lot of people are, are actually, you know, being a bit... A lot of people, in my opinion, do not understand what Sigma actually is or should be to make most sense of it. There's a lot of bullshit out there, a lot of misconceptions about what they think Sigmas are and, and how they reflect upon society and how society treats them and all that. And there are some people out there making idiotic YouTube videos about about a so-called fact that Sigma males are being hated upon or many people are jealous of them because they destroy society and just they because they're alone and choose to. Like they're, 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 they behave like they're their own god and nothing can touch them. That is all nonsense. That's all bullshit. The only thing that really is, is of, of significance, it's actually two things. First of all, oh, in case you hear that, that beep sound, that is my, uh, my dryer. Um, I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. You're, you're still with me, yeah? Because we're almost an hour in and I haven't talked about anything about my life uh, aside from this kind of bullshit. Mm. Need to drink something here. Okay. I want to do this quick because it's not really... Um, it's not... It's not rocket science, really. But um, it's it's funny because in the end, when when you talk about this kind of stuff, um, it, it people behave like this is something completely new. But of course, um, sorry, common sense here again. Uh, this is nothing new, <laughs> by by far, really by far. But according to today's standards, you know, or what people might uh, wrongfully believe, is that sigmas are being hated in society and that they're, uh, or that they are very strong oriented career people. That's not also true. That's not really the case. It depends what people think of career, what it is that they want to follow. It's not always bound to a certain form of, form of, of success. What is true, however, and that's uh, something I just wanted to bash together in a bag here, just to present it to you in a nutshell. Um, Sigma's are basically, they, they need to be alone to deal with their stuff. Whatever that is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be career. It doesn't have to be necessarily a hobby, but it can be. It can be spiritual reasons. It can be whatever it is that they're following. It can be a skill that they're trying to learn, like at school itself for learning specific stuff or self-education like an autodidact, uh, something that I am for most part. And then of course, um, maybe tr trying to find out something new for yourself or for them, what it is that they're looking for, something that they want to gain, perhaps. But it it doesn't have to do necessarily with looking after a specific career and becoming like the next CEO of a company or an, an actor or stuff, stuff like that, being famous. That's not about that. It, it is to some, yeah, for sure. But what I'm basically just trying to get at is that a Sigma person or Sigma male is someone who does enjoy social context. They enjoy friendship. They enjoy being around people for a certain period of time. But it's not the driving force of their existence. Their driving force is still themselves and the world that they have created for themselves. They're not... There, there is no necessity for a relationship, but if they find one, if they can actually find a person that is worthy of a relationship, they know how to cherish that and they enjoy it to a certain extent. They're not emotionally dead. Some people claim that they're uh, not capable of developing proper emotions. That's also bullshit. That's a complete nonsense. I don't know where they get this information. It's just like they make this up along the way, you know? Amazing, really, but... Um, for the most part, um, it's, it's, th this, this term sigma, it's actually laughable. It is not necessary to have that, but in today's point of view, in today's world, I guess, you know, uh, some people need another label to describe a certain behavior of men. Like this is something new, and it's not. We live in a world, we live in a world that has lost its fucking mind. In the past, there was always someone 
who was just generally better on their own. And people who just like to be a loner. And not because they were lonely, they just wanted to be alone. There's a major difference with this stuff, and people can't grasp it sometimes, or don't understand anymore that it's possible for people just to do their own fucking thing. It doesn't have to be necessarily just male, of course, but statistically, I gotta say, yeah, but it, it does refer mostly to male. And, well, female, like I said, it's, it's uh, a, a little bit different. I think, really, most women cannot be alone for a too long period of time. Uh, some of them can. They can just be completely focused on their work, their uh, spiritual beliefs, or whatever it is that they want, or art. That's okay. But somewhere around that line, I think that from 100% women, I would say that 10% can live alone perfectly fine, while 90% need social structure. They need that. And sometimes for the negative too, okay? Because just as an example, just to cut this off, because I, I think sigma is not really necessary that we have to go in detail into this. It's just a completely normal phenomenon. It's nothing new. It's just, it's bullshit to even describe it as sigma. But you, and nowadays people use that term uh, to just to, to find justification why somebody's not behaving completely typical alpha or beta male, you know, that, this kind of nonsense. And, um, oh yeah, just to, just to make that clear, what is true is that if you describe someone as sigma, if you want to know what that is all about, why it's not alpha, it's because that people like them or like me, they can be leaders sometime if it falls into their laps or if it's logically necessary to be a leading beacon in that moment, they will do that or we will do that. But we're not looking for leadership, you know. We're not looking for that that status quo and just or whatever, you know, that 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 applies to this kind of stuff. We're not looking to be uh, Conan the Barbarian in some kind of uh, some kind of hierarchy just because it's there and that we need it to identify ourselves with it. No, that's not the case. It's just when it's necessary, we'll take responsibility. It's fine. We can take care of that. We can send you to God knows where. It's fine. And afterwards, they go on, on their merry way. That's it. You know, it's really just when it's necessary, we can do what needs to be done. That's all. Not more, not less. Everything else means nothing. And, um, yeah, well, I just wanted to say that. As a closing um, story, I would like to... to uh, a friend of mine told me what happened when he got divorced, you know, uh, <laughs> just to tell you, um, no, it's not Michael this time, it's someone else, I, I can't tell you his name, but um, the interesting thing is there, there is a woman out there, okay, that used to have something to do with him, she was married to him, had a kid, um, she had a job, wasn't working very much because she didn't want to. I know that for a fact. And uh, very, uh, very strong focus on money. She was a total cliche, completely. And after divorce, when she, you know, faced the consequences by understanding that uh, that person is not going to come up and cover her expenses and lifestyle, no. His lawyer made sure of that. But... Instead, she was looking desperately, almost pathetically desperately for another husband because she knew she's not going to get any younger. And she did the same like she did before, acting. Not being honest to anybody. Not being uh, straightforward and saying, look, my name is this and that and I had this history. That is a portion of what she probably did because a lot of things, you know, you, you, you just can't hide. But her true nature of what she's really interested and focused on is always the status, always money. Nothing else. Nothing. And I'm not making this up. This is really a fucking fact. Gold digger beyond belief. And what she did afterwards, after, you know, started dating around and realizing I'm just wasting time here. I need something that could work. She managed to get her best friend, uh, I think divorced from her husband, 
because she convinced her to do that. She convinced her that he is not good for her. And you know what happened? She took him. That was amazing. That not only blew my fucking mind, if I had a gun, (laughs) if I had a gun, Christ, that is evil. That is unbelievably evil to do such a thing, to go to your best friend and take her man. Wow. And it's surprising to me that she could, you know, that that person, that, that man, I'm not being too protective of him. He's a fucking idiot for actually doing that. Because I'm sure he had nothing to do with the misery of, her, of, of, of his wife because there was another factor involved. Somebody feeding off on, on the misfortune of others and trying to gain their partner. That's just amazing that some people are actually capable of doing that. They cannot be trusted, sorry. Anyone who is willing to do that is, needs to be avoided. I almost said needs to be shot, but look, it's, that is not, uh, I'm lost for words sometimes when I, when I hear about behavior like that, how people can do such things. You know, I, I understand when you're in love, truthfully in love with a person that you just cannot have. That's a difficult situation. But this woman was not in love. Forget that. There, that is uh, unbelievable. She, she picked a target. Because she knew she can do something with that target, also with, with you know his job and money and all that kind of stuff. There was something to gain for her, and she did all she could just to get that. How can anyone live with themselves like that? It's amazing. And yes, of course, men do the same sometimes, especially when they, you know, not all of them, thankfully, but there is a portion out there, you know, uh, preying on wealthy women and, and who are alone maybe older, you know, faking love to them just so they can have a portion of their money. That's, of course, also not okay. It's nothing is okay about that. But um, the trend in the opposite direction is much higher, by far. And I don't have to tell you. You know the examples. You've read the stories as well. But this one is something that I've known in my own life that this actually exists and that it happened. And it's one of the most grotesque developments and decisions any human being can make. And that has nothing to do with, you know, living a good life, being in love, being respectful to your partner and being a decent human being. This is, this is the complete opposite. People like that are a fucking disease in society. That's really what I think. It cannot be tolerated that someone is legally able to do such a thing, to benefit from it, to gain money and whatever else is needed just because they think they deserve it. That's pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. But it happens. And that's just one of many examples. And I am thankful that I never had to suffer through that. Not to this extent anyway. Especially not with, you know, having a child. That's even more complicated. But that's not a topic I want to touch. For today, I think there's no other topic I'd like to touch. This is just it. I just wanted to let off some steam from the article that I've read because that was a sad article, but it was honest in in that respect. It was very positive that someone was reflecting upon the realistic uh, scenario and life that she was living. I think that is something to think about. Um, I pull my hat to that person. I think that is just phenomenal the way she wrote it and and, uh, was very outspoken about what she thinks and feels. It's just, um, it's good to know that there is still a hope in humanity. That doesn't mean that the woman needs to be alone for the rest of her life. Of course not. But admitting that there's a problem, yeah. You know, admitting that you have issues the, the older you get. And you just cannot erase them and block your, your eyes and, and, and whole conscience from them. You, know, you, you cannot ban this stuff out of your life. It's a part of life, and it makes life challenging. I get that. But it was good to read that. And, um, yeah, well, that's, that's it, I guess. There will be more issues like that when I, when I find articles that are worthy to talk about. Uh, it can be any kind of topic. It can be, if I find them, though. Um, I could send you the link if I would still, you know, look up for it. But it's a German article, so I noticed that most of my listeners are not from Germany, so... You know, obviously I speak English for a reason. 
So uh, giving you the article would not make that much sense unless you translate it with Google Translator, but that's a different case. Um, if I find it, I'm going to add it to my to this uh, podcast somewhere on my my anchor page. And um, if not, don't worry, I'll find more. There's um, there's a lot to cover if you actually got the time for it. <laughs> but it's not always going to be pretty. It's not always going to be very honest like this one. It's I, I find articles too, or looking for like dating profiles that make zero sense, that are just disgusting and humanly uh, intolerable. And I'd like to talk about that too someday. Not just showing you the positive, but showing you the absolute grotesque negative as well. And um, yeah, that's it for now. Next time when I come back, it's going to be Gabriel. For sure, yeah, it's going to be him. But until then, I got to make some food and start working a bit more on my stuff. I'm not behind. I'm actually officially halfway through my, my studies. I started uh, the second half this week. So I'm my head is somewhere else, actually. But I needed to do this anyway. <laughs> I'm going to have a whiskey later on. I'll be thinking of you guys and wish you a merry, merry day and a beautiful weekend. And uh, hear you guys soon, okay? Take care and stay safe.